Well, hello everyone. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes and you are listening to Destiny Moments. And today comes with much prayer. What happened in Florida? The collapsing of the condo building. And when you look at that, it's almost like, oh my God, this is awful. But I was reading in... Second Timothy verses 3, 1, 16, and 17. And it says this, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And I believe that these are just signs for those who may question, because we know God doesn't work for evil, but those who question, is there God? And if God's coming back, well, these are some of the top, these are some of the things that he talks about in the latter days. And so, It's time to build your faith and put your trust in God. It's not the time to, you know, start thinking, you know, wavering away from God. No, this is the time to to force yourself in and knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God before you, who can be against you? See, the difference is this. If we go down in the crash, we know where we're going. We know where our spirit is going. We're going to be with the Lord. Nobody knows how they're going to leave here. That's that's really, you know, I don't want to leave, you know, in a dreadful way. But will I ever know that? No. But these are some things that I always ask God. I don't want to let me die in my sleep. I mean, that's just something I ask. So I'm just saying it's not about how you go. It's about when you go. Are you ready? I'm going to say it again. It's not about how you go. It's about when you go. Are you ready to meet your Savior, your spirit? And so if your spirit is not ready, then you're doomed because you're going to spend the rest of your life in hell. So this is these to me are like warnings. You know, we pray for the families and we're going to pray before we end the show. Because, I mean, people lost their parents, they can't find people, and it's it's just a disaster. And the people who heard it, they thought it was a tornado, or, or uh, they didn't know what was happening. They just heard this big boom. So, this is more reasons for those who, I say, keep dabbling, you know, in and out the church, you know, not knowing what you want to do. You don't know when you when your last day's coming. Nobody knows that but God. So I always say, I've been living this way since I was in my in my early teens, you know, 1920-ish, you know. <laughs> and I ain't turned back. Cause I didn't know when he was gonna come. Now I'm older now, but still I just lived my life accordingly. And I believe that when you get sincere in your heart and you begin to say, Lord, help me prepare. Help me get my life right with you. Let me get everything, 
off the agenda. Let you let God come first. And, and I just believe when you put him first, you'll have peace. You'll, you'll have love. He'll love you unconditionally. I mean, there's no turning back when, when you fall in love with Jesus Christ, because that's why he went to the cross. That's why God sent his son to the cross so that when you accept him, you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's all I can tell anyone is that, you know, they always say, try them. If you try it, you won't know until you try it. Some people won't even step in because they're so fearful. Now, it seems like you'd be more fearful to live how you're living because you don't know where that's going. And if it's in you yourself, there's no end to that because you're not God. You have you're not the supreme being, and so even those who say, "Well, I don't know if there's a God," they say, "Well, there's something." Okay, they believe in you know whatever. <laughs> but my point is this: it is time to wake up. There are more signs that we ever had, you know, that I can ever think of. You see things happening each and every day. And can you imagine if you were in your home and boom, you heard a boom and and that was it. The house is, you know, in flames. I can remember that because our house did catch on fire as a kid, but we all got out safely. Thank God. But some of those people did not get out. And what if that's you? You know, we take a chance in life. We, we always say tomorrow is always tomorrow, but we do what we want to do today. Whether it's sinning, whether it's, you know, lying, cheating, and, you know, we all do that. We in the church, but we, but those who do it prayerfully, they're coming back and asking God to forgive them because he know we're not perfect, but we should be striving towards perfection. It doesn't give you just uh, the will to just say, oh, I'm just going to sin today just because, you know, just because you can because, you know, there's a father who never sleeps. He never slumbers. He, he wants you to win. He wants you to serve him. And as I said last week, he's a jealous God. He doesn't want you to put nothing before him. Not your your wife, your husband, your business, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your dog, your cat. You know, really, we love all those things. I mean, you know, but when we decide to serve those things more than serve God, now that's when the picture begins to turn sour, And we have to correct it. And we correct it by saying, Father, less of me and more of you. And that's what we titled it last week. Less of me, more of you. Maybe I should title this number two, you know. (laughs) Because we need to really wake up and say, Lord, less of me and more of God. And, And I believe the more we say that, the more we'll begin to believe it. The more we'll begin to say, Father, help me to trust you. Help me to believe in you because it's something about the blood of Jesus and when his blood is flowing through your life and you have surrendered to God, it's nothing he won't give to you. He gives you peace that surpasses all understanding. When you feel bewildered and you don't know how things are going to end up. I mean, there's some things I've been going through and God answered a lot of my prayers today. And so I'm just saying, if we just, there are times you just got to put your trust in God. It's not about what you want. It's about 
submitting, surrendering everything to him so that when you surrender to him, now you're in the right position to receive from him. And he, he gives you the desires of your heart. Now, everything you desire is not what he wants. So you're not going to get everything, but he does. He's a, he's a good guy. He does give us the desires of our hearts. Yes, he does. And so I'm just saying to you today, it's time that we surrender our lives to God. Less of me and more of you, Lord. You know, we can criticize people. We can say, oh, you know, she don't know what she talking about. She ain't surrendered. You know, she needs to surrender. You know, I mean, we can be so negative until we miss it. We miss out on our blessing. Trying to tell somebody else how they should live their life. Because we're not doing what they do. You, maybe you have not been called to be a minister. And so you're not going to do what I do. Maybe you've been called to do something else. But I don't criticize you and what God's been has called you whatever lane you're walking in. So this is what I am commanding from the spirit of Christ to tell you tonight, less of me or less of you, less of yourself and more of God. And you know, it's easier than we make it sound because all we have to do is say, Lord, help me. Man, you know, that's all it takes. Lord, help me. So, so simple. Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do what Michelle's talking about tonight. Because I seem like I've done everything wrong. Everything I try just turns sour. But Lord, tonight, maybe she just say, Lord, tonight, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to say less of me and more of you. Really and truly. And I believe the more we do that, the more we surrender. You know what? You you begin to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Because I'd be the first to say, man, I'm the biggest person. You know, I plan. I'll put things on paper. And I want it down. I want it to the, I mean, to the T. I want everything that I ask. And sometimes it doesn't always go that way. But you know what? You got to know when to surrender those things that he's saying, not today. Maybe down the road, but not today. Because he knows what's good for you. And when we begin to put our trust in him and less of me and more of him, now we can begin to put our desires, some of the things that we desire, that's going to end up putting us behind the eight ball. In many cases, I'm admitting it myself. There are many things I've done that wasn't, I'm not going to say it wasn't pleasing, but it wasn't direction that God wanted me to go in. So you could always, you could still be pleasing God, but you could still be doing things that he hasn't told you, authorized you to do, which is still, is not going anywhere. Then we all can raise our hands and say, yep, that was me. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. And so don't, don't wash, don't wash, you know, don't drop, throw in the towel just because you made some errors in the process. You got to just get up and say, Lord, forgive me. And start all over again and say, Father, less of me and more of you. And the more you say that, the more you'll begin to believe it. You know, I think Michelle got a point here. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Less of me and more of God. And I believe the more we relinquish our will over to God, now we can begin to see his will being just turned on. In your life. And I believe that's what God wants us 
to understand as the scripture says during these perilous times because people listen to me before things get better they're going to get worse it's just the beginning and we're praying so that's why things are not even worse than what they are you know because he's trying to allow you to get your life together or to if you're serving him serve him even more by surrendering, you know, spending more time reading the word, praying, praying for your other family members to get their lives right with God, to get saved. And, and I believe that's what he is. You know, he said he's not coming back until that last person is saved. And it's obvious that last person hasn't got saved because we're still here. So he hasn't come back and raptured the church. And so I'm just, you know, asking you. To begin to surrender to God. Everything that you care for. All the things. All the things that you think are good for you. And just ask yourself some questions. Have they served you well? Is the person that you're in a relationship with. Is it going well? You know many times we have to live with a person. Before we get married. And you know I don't understand that. Because I come from a different era. Where back in the day. If you people thought you were even kissing, it would be a sin, you know. And so now we just jump up and just all of, all of a sudden there's no barriers. We just I don't know what about this trying it out. Well, I don't know what that means, trying it out, because it seemed like statistically they have proven that most people who try it out, they end up divorcing. Yeah, most live in relationships end up divorcing. I ain't say every one of them, but they say statistically most of them end up in divorce. So maybe we need to just trust God. And I believe that if we begin to have more relationship with that individual, what I mean by that, have more conversation, find out about their family. Do you visit to their home and to his grandmama's house and go over and see his uncle and I see what type of people they are. And so we just say, oh, no, I'm marrying him. I'm just marrying him. No, you're not. You're marrying that whole family because he is a part of that gene or those genes from those parents. And so we just think, oh, you know, it's going to just turn out. Then when it doesn't, that's because you're not listening. You're not listening. And so that's why God is saying less of you and more of me, more of me. He's not saying that because he's trying to hold something from you. He's saying that because he knows what he has planned for you. And he can't do it as long as you're not listening and you're being disobedient. And we all are disobedient. That's why we come and say, Lord, less of me and more of you, God. Because I, you know, I blow it all the time. But when I'm surrendered to you, I see things turn out pretty well when I, you know, let it go and let God. So maybe, you know, I deal with relationships and yeah, I'm, I'm talking about it tonight because I, I, I don't advocate living together. I don't I don't understand that life. I don't. Because, you know, my parents married, my mother was a virgin and, you know, I know that's unheard of today, but, um, and they married until death do them part. My dad was, they had been married 50, almost 51 years that year. So you can do it. We just have to understand it has to be a change of our mindset. We have to change our attitudes 
about God and who he is and why we serve him. Because, you know, people don't go to church like they used to. So, you know, back in the day, they send the kids down the street. You know, the parents sometimes stay home, but you go to church. They sent the kids. At least they say, well, you know, we got God. At least we can give our kids God. But now these children, they don't even know about God. I can remember I was in the school teaching, you know, um, ministering as a pastor during that time. And next thing I know, I had all young people in my church. And half of the kids, you know, I'm talking about black kids, half of the black kids didn't know about God. Then forget about Jesus. So I think it's terrible what's happening in our communities. Yes, I do. And I believe that we need to wake up and educate our families to there is a God and why Jesus went to the cross for you and me in the world so that we can be forgiven of our sins, so that we can meet God in the sky when he comes back for us. And I believe that the more we understand why we are doing what we're doing, I'm not just serving God just to be serving God. I'm serving God because there's a point in this. The point is there's an end to this, this world. Because of Adam and Eve disobedience. Now, unfortunately, we've had to pay a price for that. But there's also what we have to do is that we have to give our lives back to God. And so in doing that, we have to spread the word and, and, and help other people serve God and understand there's a peace. There's a, there's, there's a surrender in serving God. And, and in that surrendering, you find out things that you never knew about yourself. And so I pray that this message is hitting home to you tonight. I pray it's something I said is touching your spirit to tell you that it's time to make a decision to serve God. And if, if, if that's you tonight, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of every sin that I have committed in this body, knowingly or unknowingly. I'm, I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. And I know from this day forward, I'm going to serve you. And find me in church. I'm going to go to church. And I am going to turn my life around. I'm going to make a commitment to serve you, Lord. And so we thank you for sending your son to the cross that I can now come to you and ask you to be the Lord of my life. I ask all these things, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm proud of you. Yes, I am. And that's just the first step. And you made the best step because now you're born again. And it's a process. But your life will never be the same if you hold on to that commitment not, and don't let nobody steer you away from what you did tonight. I guarantee you, you're going to write me and tell me, Michelle, thank you. Thank you for helping me come to the Lord on this day. What day is the day? June 24th. That, that's your birthday now that you've made that commitment to come to the Lord. Well, I forgot to pray for the people in Florida. Let's pray. Father, on this day, 
in Florida in the Miami Beach area a condo collapsed and many people lost their lives and I'm asking that you comfort the family members I pray that many of those people who lost their lives in that building I pray they were believers so that meant they didn't lose their lives they are now their spirit is joined with Christ and so father we just thank you and praise you for covering covering these people and giving them peace the children who are still looking for their parents and father it's, it's, it's only you can go and comfort these people and give them what they need and I pray that out of this situation, something, a message that you're giving them, that they won't give up hope, but they will put their hope in you. And by them putting their hope in you and trusting in you and giving, you're giving them faith that things are going to get better and God's going to supply them with a new home. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you. Everything they lost, Father, you are going to give them double for their trouble. Because we know Satan came in there and just tore up that building like that. But Father, we know for every believer who've lost their belongings and everything and even lost some loved ones in that. I pray you give them peace and you supply all their needs. We thank you. We praise you. We pray for all the, the, the surrounding people who are also, you know, going through and don't understand. Give them peace, Lord. That surpasses all understanding. We thank you. We praise you. And we ask all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. And I want you all to come back next Tuesday. Because you know I got a word for you. And remember, whatever you do, what you're going to do. Less of me and more of God. You all keep it real.